Hello from the California Lawyers Association Annual Meeting 2018 in San Diego, California. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Jim Hill. Heather Rosing. Emilio Veronini. Pam Wilson. Chip Wilkins. And we're all on the road with Legal Talk Network. We're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm in my hometown of San Diego. The weather is absolutely brilliant outside. Uh, we are outside, uh, what is San Diego Bay right outside? Absolutely. We are on the edge of San Diego Bay enjoying wonderful weather for the first inaugural California Lawyers Association. And of course, that's the voice of Jim Hill, and he knows a thing or two about uh, the California Lawyers Association and San Diego. But uh, you know, before we get started, Jim, I think the listeners want to learn a little bit more about you. Where do you work? What do you do? I'm a lawyer in San Diego. I'm a business and commercial lawyer with an emphasis in business bankruptcy. Excellent. Excellent. And Heather is sitting next to Jim, Heather Rosing. Where do you work? What do you do? I work at the Kleindance PC Law Firm, where I've worked for 23 years, and I'm a professional legal ethicist, and I'm also a certified specialist in legal malpractice law, so my clients are lawyers, judges, and other professionals. I defend a lot of legal malpractice cases, and I'm a managing partner at my law firm, which I'm very proud of. The law firm, that is. (laughs) Excellent. And Emilio? Uh, Yes, I come to you from the San Francisco Bay Area, which has had awesome weather lately, although not quite as nice as sunny San Diego. Uh, I work for the California Attorney General's Office, been there almost 26 years. I've done criminal prosecutorial work. Uh, worked on intellectual property cases, antitrust cases, and now I have uh, a quite interesting and noteworthy healthcare matter that we're litigating up in the Bay. Fantastic. And Pam? Hi, I'm Pam Wilson. I come from San Francisco, the Interim Executive Director for California Lawyers Association. And I've been working with this group for, for many, many years and very proud to be the inaugural executive director. And last but not least, Chip. At Chip Wilkins, I'm a partner at Remy Moose Manley in Sacramento, California. Our firm is a boutique environmental law firm focusing on CEQA and land use matters. Excellent. Well, obviously we had a little pregame, and so this is the California Lawyers Association first annual meeting. So I think I'll start with the obvious question, how did we get here? That is a wonderful question that people up and down the state have been asking. Who are we? And why are we here? The California Lawyers Association launched January 1, 2018. We, we started, however, with more than 40 years of history with the sections under the umbrella, if you will, of the State Bar of California. And uh, through a reform legislation last year, we split from the State Bar Association which continues in existence, but only for what we would call core public protection purposes, meaning admissions and discipline and related activities. And we, with the blessing of the state bar, separated, pulled the 16 substantive law and practice area sections off of the bar, and it became, or the sections became, the core operating group, if you will, of the California Lawyers Association, together with the California Young Lawyers Association. And together, we are 100,000 members, approximately, as of 2018. 
We just did membership count yesterday in our board meeting here in San Diego and confirm that after the split, we've maintained our membership numbers and you will see us soon growing because we are going to be reaching out to the full 250,000 lawyers admitted in California to get them involved and to become part of the CLA. Heather, you want to build on that? Because Heather was part of the state bar board before we lured her in as our inaugural president of the CLA. Well, it's an interesting background. The State Bar of California was a unified bar. A unified bar is a model that you see across the country. Um, there's been a lot of criticisms of unified bars. And really what happened, um, though some people avoid the word, is the State Bar of California de-unified, effective January 1st, 2018, uh, pursuant to the legislation that Jim mentioned. And um, we at CLA are very excited because for the first time ever, we now have a true statewide bar association, as opposed to our sections being part of what is essentially a, a regulatory agency, a very good regulatory agency. But um, a lot of people feel felt that the marriage between the professional association elements and the re regulatory functions was not a particularly good marriage. But now today at CLA, we can um, transcend what we did at the state bar, do a whole heck of a lot more as the largest statewide voluntary bar association in the country. And for the benefit of your listeners, uh, I am the vice president of the California Lawyers Association. And I think it's important to talk about how other organizations view it. They look at this as us being able to serve as a role model in the sense that both we and the state bar in thinking through what would best serve the public, what would best ensure access to justice, thought that it was better if we split up. And the results have been, as other bars look at us, this is a chance for them to think about, well, what does it mean for us to deliver services to the public as the second largest bar association in the country? What does it mean for us to ensure access to justice? What does it mean for us to develop the core skills and competencies of our profession? And what does it mean for the state bar in their job of not just licensing lawyers, but also disciplining lawyers, and also ensuring, as we do, that the ends of access to justice, protection of the public, and diversity are met. And what I'd like to say is that this divorce has served as a way for both sides of what was formerly a unified organization to better focus on these goals that we all share together. And so in that sense, we constantly have other bars asking us sort of what sorts of things you're, are we doing uh, as part of this split that are making both us as well as the state bar better organizations. And I know you'll get to that, so I'll leave that for uh, follow-up questions. Well, that was uh, what well, that was my follow-up there, Emilio. So I just in terms of, you know, obviously we see the, the kind of the more standard bar model as we travel around the country where it's kind of under one umbrella and you have the, the separate divisions and sections and committees and things like that. And so I guess the, the, the dividing line of responsibilities, you know, obviously the uh, oversight and the governance still with the State Bar of California, but the new California Lawyers Association, what tasks are you going to, you mentioned access to justice, but what types of tasks and responsibilities are you taking on? Well, responsibilities that we're taking on include furthering diversity. They include uh, helping further access to justice. 
And they also include helping further the Chief Justice's project, one of many worthwhile projects of civic education. So the question is, how do we do that? And I think the model that we are developing is not one of just jumping in there and setting up new programs. It's rather setting up collaborative partnerships. Now, before we separated, the state bar also was active in trying to do that. But the state bar is a state agency, and so there was always that tension between a state agency that has these very admirable goals and trying to reach out and form collaborative partnerships with what were essentially private organizations. We've been, we, the California Lawyers Association, have been liberated from that particular potential constraint. And so the way that we're trying to serve these goals is through setting up active partnerships where we can add value to that. And I know that sounds a little bit amorphous. Uh, we're just getting these efforts underway. But one thing I can report is that in the process of working up these partnerships, we're thinking of, for example, an upcoming summit on access to justice. This is something that we can do as a statewide organization, representing all these different sections and different aspects of our profession, but bringing us together along with legal service organizations, along with other statewide organizations, to think about how can we together sort of leverage all of our strength to best serve the end of access to justice. So now I heard 100,000 members right now, about 100,000, and the goal to go to 250,000 members. Well, tap 250,000 members. 250,000. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the state bar number, um, you know, how many licensed attorneys we have in California. It's, a lot are inactive. Some may have passed away. Some may be in other states. So there's probably not quite 250,000 active lawyers practicing in California. But we have um, approximately 50,000 paid members, people that pay for our memberships. And then we are also the proud home of the California Young Lawyers Association. Now, this goes back many, many years. And many of the judges and top practitioners in California used to be in the CYLA leadership. And CYLA is a demographic. It's eight years or less in practice. And we are actually statutorily mandated to maintain the CYLA and give it a mission. And we've done that. And we have 50,000 lawyers that fall in that demographic. And our goal is for that part of our membership to give them services, to give them mentorship, and to give them opportunities to develop their own programming and initiatives. It's a really exciting thing. We just are um, actually swearing in our new uh, CYLA representative, Heather Benton, a really neat woman who um, uh, is actually up in L.A. And I think you'll see really good things coming out of our young lawyers group. Young lawyers group all, groups all over the country are pretty robust and doing pretty cutting-edge stuff. Well, one thing I'd like to add is the California Young Lawyers Association was uh, – not a section under the state bar, and therefore there was no real collaboration between our entities, and now we have developed a structure where all of the CYLA uh, board members are liaisons now uh, with, with each section. They have a liaison appointed, so we have, unlike at the state bar, where we were all 16 separate sections in CYLA, we now work very closely together, which enables us to bring uh, additional benefits to all of our members. Uh, and importantly, our focus isn't section-driven any longer. We, we now represent all lawyers throughout the state uh, and can advocate for all the various things you've heard everybody else talk about, diversity, uh, advancing the profession, uh, and things like that. I would like to add something to that in terms of the ability for us to advocate. The California Lawyers Association has already been heard as an independent voice on behalf of all lawyers in the state in Sacramento. 
So there was an international arbitration bill, SB 766, which is going to make California more of a home for arbitration from around the world. And the California Lawyers Association was able to get out early and support that bill. And since then, we've been heard on a number of other bills of importance to the people of the state. So that's a role that we could take on that under the state bar, we were understandably more constrained. So in terms of thinking what we can do going forward for our members, that's an important takeaway that I hope our listeners appreciate. So we're beginning the transition into membership benefits here. And so I just want to talk about that. You know, there's obviously been some transition, some change here. And so the the growing number of thousands of California lawyers, what uh, what can they expect from the California Lawyers Association in terms of membership benefits? Well, one of the things that we are very proud of is our, our continuing legal education that we have been doing um, for many, many years. Uh, we do such a great job. We have um, in-person programming, online education, and a very robust online CLE catalog that we're very proud of. Um, and we're also looking into various other member benefits that we're going to be able to roll out and offer our members in the future. We have a very exciting um, team of committee members looking at various projects and publications and various other offers that we're going to be able to, to bring to the membership. Well, Pam, this is Jim, but what we're about to roll out without naming the vendor But we're about to roll out for our our members an online research and publication service that will allow us for the first time to be posting our member content, our section bulletins, our section uh, journals, uh, and they'll be readily available in ADA-compliant format. We've not been able to do that or not in the level that we're about to do. And that's one of the exciting new member benefits that I think we're going to be rolling out and announcing what in a matter of just a few weeks, right? What well, we will, um, and to take effect the first of the year. So we're very excited Great. about that. We're building our new website um, that is going to be so much better than the current website and be able to provide um, various services for our members and ways to connect and ways to pro- get their education. Um, as well. Another thing uh, to add to Pam's excellent comments is I'm a, I'm a longtime bar association person. I was president of the San Diego County Bar. I've been involved in the state bar, um, Change Lawyers, which is a <clears throat> legal services uh, based organization. And what I've learned is that lawyers uh, really want the opportunity to connect. Um, in other words, it's not just legal education, but they want to connect and they want to serve connect and serve. So we're going to give them opportunities to connect and to serve. For example, today's annual meeting, 600 people. At its height, when it was with the State Bar, 4,000 people were here. In today's environment, there's a lot of online contact. Uh, There's a lot of online webinars, emailing, you know, conference calls. We want to bring the legal community together at least once a year Um, hopefully 4,000 people again in the future to connect in person. The other thing that we're rolling out is our Small Firm Solo Summit, which is happening in June of next year. Uh, Over 50% of practitioners in California are small firms or solo practitioners, and we really want to be able to give them the tools they need in order to conduct their practices. A lot of it is technology-based, and so I think you're going to see some pretty good things coming out of our summit. And then I also said connect and serve. Serve. Um, People love to serve in the legal community. We are going to be giving them opportunities to be involved in our access to justice initiatives, our pro bono initiatives, our civic education initiative. We are hoping to um, 
We are launching an appointments committee to allow our members to get appointed to other boards and bodies and initiatives with other organizations across the state. Connect and serve. Two things that we're already doing well and we're going to do even better. Watch out. And I'm going to add, lawyers do a lot of work. But lawyers also know how to have fun and network. And <laughs> one of the things we are doing is doing rollout and, and kickoff receptions regionally. Heather and I did one in San Diego a few weeks back where we invited local bar members and leaders to join us in simply a networking event. We have another one coming up very soon in Los Angeles, November 8th. Uh, at the Fox Rothschild uh, space, uh, sponsored by various law firms in Los Angeles, where we will be meeting and greeting local bar leaders and members and getting them uh, an opportunity to come and meet the CLA leaders and members at a pure networking event. And then we, we do have plans. We don't have the dates yet, but we will do other rollout events in San Francisco in Orange County and at our new headquarters space when we get moved in at the first of the year, right, Pam? That's right. In Sacramento. So we are moving our headquarters from Subley State Bar space over to our own super built out from the bare walls headquarters space in Sacramento. So my second to last substance question is about Safe Harbor. Um, because we're in close proximity to San Diego Bay, uh, a sailing analogy is appropriate. Boats are steered by captains and crew, and similarly, the uh, bar associations are steered by leadership, administration, and members. And so, what is your group doing in terms of administration and membership and leadership to steer the new California Lawyers Association into safe harbor? Well, one of the things that we're doing is we've got a lot of collaboration within with our volunteers. Um, all the committees have come together like you can't believe. They have just stepped up. They were, we used to be 16 separate, going in 16, maybe separate different directions. We're now going in one direction all together. And that is so impressive and so gratifying and a lot of work. Um, <laughs> there's a, a lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> there's a lot of work, definitely. But it's, it's exciting because we're building it the way it should be built from the ground up and we're doing it together collaboratively and we're learning from all of the I mean we've all been around for for quite some time and we're so we're taking all of that expertise and putting it together and we're all moving in the same direction and that is really impressive yeah back to your question about uh, the safe harbor and how we're navigating I'm first gonna put in a plug for one of those things we're doing is outreach and uh, at the end of our annual meeting and to cap it if you will I'm going to be captaining my boat with a bunch of international lawyer who are here in San Diego from out of the country, from Malaysia, from France, from uh, Vietnam, and from Mexico. Uh, and they're going to be with me on my boat in our safe harbor, San Diego. We have foreign delegates here. I think at least 29 foreign delegates have uh, showed they're not all going to fit on my boat, but we're going to take some of them out uh, in a safe harbor. But uh, that's a transition to we are doing a lot of outreach and a lot of collaboration with other bar associations. And H Heather is at the front of that effort. Heather? 
Thank you, Jim. And I have to say, I had the opportunity to be on Jim's boat as well for an event, and it's a great way um, to bring our leaders together. So thank you, Jim. So we, um, the State Bar of California used to have what was called an Office of Bar Relations, and um, we've and they no longer have it, but we've um, taken that vision and we've expanded that vision. Um, one of my jobs as the president is to do a lot of external outreach and to build partnerships and relationships with stakeholders across the um, state of California and nationally. And we've been doing it. We've been doing it very aggressively. We've been doing it very successfully. One of the big uh, components of our, our stakeholder group is the other bar associations across California. These are metropolitan bar associations, affinity bar associations, specialty bar associations, diversity bar associations. There's hundreds of them, and they are all doing very fine work. But my belief and the belief of our organization is that we can be stronger as a profession and do more good work, better serve our clients, better serve the needs of the access to justice in California if we work um, as one. So CLA just hired a new director of bar collaboration. This is Ellen Miller-Sharp, formerly the executive director of the San Diego County Bar Association. And she is joining us to fulfill our vision of unifying the bar associations all across the state so that we can really do three things together in, in this partnership. Number one, joint educational programming critical for the profession. Number two, joint networking opportunities and opportunities to come together, to meet each other, to bond. And number three, joint advocacy. And this is a big one. Chip Wilkins is here with us today, and he is the chair of our governmental affairs committee. Um, we have a governmental affairs director, and we um, are doing thoughtful advocacy on issues that are important to our members and important to the things that we believe in, promoting diversity and ensuring access to justice for all, all Californians, among other um, initiatives. So we think this is a unique model of bringing together the Bar Association, serving as the, the point of collaboration for lawyers and these associations across the state. We're very excited, and I think you're going to see good things coming out of this effort. And the only thing I would just add one thing to that, to those excellent comments, is not only are we working with other, so to speak, bar associations, we're here today uh, celebrating this inaugural event with the California Judges Association, and we are working together uh, trying to collaborate with uh, the judges on legislation that will advance the rule of law and access to justice in California. So we have a lot of efforts that, that benefit our profession and are actively collaborating with, with many groups uh, and other stakeholders. I do have to go, but I want to leave your listeners with this. Our president emphasized connecting and serving. And so even though we have, in one sense, an old history in this space, in another sense, we have, we're building a whole new setup, a whole new way of implementing these goals. And it ranges from the sort of administrative level, we have to we have to find a new place for our headquarters. We have to find a new executive director. We have to make appointments for all these different areas so that we can provide services, not just at the individual section level, but the sections collaborating with each other and collaborating with these various bar associations. I also want to leave your listeners with one other thought. It's not just collaborating with these local bar associations, affinity bars and specialty bars. It's also collaborating with the American Bar Association on the nationwide level to ensure uh, and protect the rule of law 
and access to justice. And it is a continued collaboration with our State Bar of California partners. So this is an exciting time for our listeners and present members and would-be members of our association. It's a great opportunity to get in at the ground level. If you have a particular area of focus, a particular area of interest, we have a section for you, but the sections are working together and working with other organizations. So if you don't neatly fit within a section, we've still got a home for you and we welcome you into our organization. Well, I know there's a lot more, but we're out of time. So let me just ask one last question of everybody. If our listeners want to reach out, follow up, get some information, how can they find you? Well, that's a great question, and we are ready to answer that one. So thank you for asking it. So I would like to direct everyone to our website, www.calawyers.org, www.calawyers.org. You can also email us at info at calawyers.org, and you can follow us on Twitter. We love that. Currently, our Twitter handle is CLA Sections, but we are soon morphing that into CA Lawyers Org. Uh, but type in CA Sections and you'll find us now and then you'll see our new name in short order. And I'll tell you, um, I'm just so in love with California Lawyers Association, so excited about our future. I welcome any prospective member um, to reach out to me directly. Uh, if you Google me, Heather Rosing, you'll find my office number and my email at my client's law firm. And I'm here to answer your questions or find somebody who can answer your questions and get you involved, especially if you have a, a, a desire, uh, perhaps someday, to join our leadership structure, because there's a lot of leadership opportunities at CLA. Thank you so much for having us today. Well, we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank our guests for joining us and our listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you heard today, please find us and rate us in Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh-huh.